the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does happen. Don't look down. AM 1420 WBSM presents Spooky South Ghost with your hosts Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. All right, good evening and welcome to Spooky South Coast, a star-studded edition of Spooky South Coast because Matt Moniz is back. Matt, you weren't here last week. You missed out on a, a great show. I'm sorry I did. It wasn't really that great. I'm just kidding. But uh, we are going to have a great show here tonight because we have uh, pretty much an all-star cast here. Uh, in the beginning of the show, we're going to be talking about tomorrow's South Coast Toy and Comic Show. And then later on, we'll be talking about Rock for Christmas, our annual look at Rock for Christmas. Now, last time we had Steve Perry in, we were mentioning some of the special guests that he had coming up at the South Coast Toy and Comic Show tomorrow here in Fairhaven. And we have brought in a few of them tonight. So uh, get ready for what should be... A pretty historic episode, because for once, I'm not the most famous or best-looking person in the room, (laughs) (laughs) which is usually the case. So, tomorrow, 10 to 4, the Seaport Inn and Marina here in Fairhaven, 110 Middle Street, that's the place to be. It's only $6 to get in, and it's uh, you can get the dollar-off coupons pretty much everywhere. And and did I see somewhere that it's it's free if you come in costume? Full costume. Full costume. Yeah. So we're talking, like... You know, you you can't just be Darth Vader. You have to be Darth Vader with the boots and the lightsaber. Exactly, okay. the whole costume. Can't just throw a mask on and come in. And uh, w- w- what are some of the costumed people that you're expecting? I mean, have you heard anybody of? Uh, I mean, we're not talking just somebody throwing on an old Halloween costume. I'm assuming it's full out. They've been spending weeks on it, type of costumes. Right. We do have a couple of people from the 501st coming in, which ah. is the Star Wars garrison. That's uh, Matt. You were a long time member of that for a while, weren't you? No. <laughs> we talked about it, but unfortunately, I wouldn't look good in the stormtrooper suit. There weren't too many. There weren't too many overweight stormtroopers, right? I don't think so. They were all clones. <laughs> all right, but anyway, well, normally we talk about the paranormal, and when we talk about that, we talk about a lot of what influenced us uh, in the paranormal. And of course, two of the things that always come up in discussion are the Adams family and horror movies. And we actually have two celebrities here with us. We have Felix Silla, who played cousin it. On the Adams family, as well as numerous other roles, uh, including being an Ewok, right? That's right, yeah. And uh, and you were also on uh, Buck Rogers. Yes, Tweaky. Uh, and so, the Spooky South Coast audience is well familiar with with their work. This might be the first time they get to hear your voice, though. Uh, yes, this is the first time that people got to see me here in uh, Massachusetts because I never I never been here before. My first time. And even if you were here and you were in the cousin it costume, we wouldn't recognize you anyway. By, by the way, you're talking about costumes tomorrow. I gotta go home and get mine. You're going to wear yours? Well, which, I forgot it at home. I didn't know that. Which one are you going to wear? You have cousin so many. It. You're going to be Cousin It? Yeah, or else I have to grow my hair. I was thinking I was going to get a haircut this week. You could borrow some of mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I have a pair of glasses, dude, dark. Okay. So I get your hair, and then I get the glasses. And, uh, Matt, if you want to go get the door there, we've got our, our other other guests here as well. Uh, and, and we have Gabby West, who is from VH1 Scream Queens, and also from the new Saw 3D movie. And you look even more 3D than usual. Here in person. <laughs> Thanks. Is this, is this your first visit to Massachusetts it as well? It is. I've actually um, have wanted to come over here forever, and I, this is my first time on the East Coast, so very exciting. 
and we're very glad to have you. It's, it's not too many times that we get people in here who actually do scream for a living. But uh, now, can you give us one? Really? Sure, why not? <laughs> okay, I mean, it might scare people. That's that's all right. That's what we're all about here. Oh, God. Should I take my headphones off? Everybody headphones off. Sure, sure go ahead. Oh, yeah. gonna hurt. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. That is my new text message sound on my cell phone. And uh, we have with us, we have Mark Gomes as well. Mark, you're one of the founders of the uh, Toy and Comic Show along with uh, Steve. Yes. And uh, do you scream like a girl too? Or? No, 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 not at all. Really? Did I scream like a girl? No, no. You scream like a true scream queen. Okay, cool. You should be. Uh, you, you should definitely be selling that online as ringtones and text messages. That's a good idea. I don't know. I don't know. I get a cut. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and, and again, tomorrow you can meet Gabby and Felix in person, as well as numerous other guests, uh, including our friends Keith and Sandra Johnson and Penny Dreadful and tons of comic book artists and, and different uh, people in the medium. Who are some of the artists and uh, other comic book people that you have coming tomorrow? Some of the other artists we have coming in, uh, Bob McLeod and Bob Allman from Marvel Comics will both be in there tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yep, so they will both be in. Uh, we do have also... A great variety of artists we have about 16 artists coming in for tomorrow's show um let's see we have and they'll be doing like commit like commission work right there if you want to be doing commission work there um they will also have some of their original artwork on hand for you to purchase or and a lot of their other books that they'll be signing and everything to that so they can make me look like a superhero yes they will all right Good. It's, and and that will cape. show the true creativity if they can pull that off. I would just put a cape here all set. There you go. That's, <laughs> I use a blanket or a towel, whatever's around the house. <laughs> all right, well, why don't, we, uh, why don't we speak a little bit here with our guests uh, about their careers. Now, Felix, you mentioned some of your roles, uh, but I was actually reading a little bit of information about you. And one of the things that I didn't know is you worked on in the Indiana Jones uh, in the Temple of Doom film. That's right. I, uh, I was the stunt double for a uh, short round. And... Hey. Uh, I was in a movie for about almost six months. So we were going from uh, California to London. Uh, we went to Macau, uh, you know, near uh, the country of the China. Uh, and then we went to India. We went all over the place. We were like six months altogether. And, and uh, filming Return of the Jedi, where was most of that filmed? Uh, it actually was a little bit in India, a little bit in Macau, and mostly in London. Yeah, and so, also in California. So basically, George Lucas likes to just take you around the world. Yes, thanks for, uh, you know, uh, and he paid for it, too. So that was nice. Nice little vacation. Well, what's he like to work with? I mean, did you have a lot of interaction with him? No, not with George. Uh, mostly with uh, Steven Spielberg, the, you know, director. Mm-hmm. Uh, George is kind of, he's a nice person, but he's mostly strictly businessman. Mm-hmm. And uh, you say good morning and goodbye, whatever, hello, that's it. Spielberg, he, he'll sit there and talk to you for hours if he's not working, just talking about ideas. He, he definitely seems like a, a good friend to our crowd. We're you know, talking about the paranormal here as we do on our show. He's definitely been a good friend and an influence uh, in a lot of our lives, and it's good to know that he's a, a good person like that as well. You know, talking about uh, Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. he came to me one morning. We were early on the set, and he said, Felix, if you were this much shorter... I could use you my second ET. I'm still waiting. So, you know. Well, uh, but it's another movie then, though, where you won't get to actually hear your own voice because he's going to have Deborah Winger do it That's again. That's right. So. I guess, yeah. 
Right. <laughs> so, but uh, I think most people probably know you for your role on The Addams Family. And w- what was it like being involved in, in that set? Did people know uh, at the time when you were making that show that it was going to be this cult phenomenon that it came to become? No, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, after 45, 50 years later, people still, you know, remember you or won't remember the show. And uh, I didn't know anything about it. When uh, when I went to for an interview, it was on Friday, Friday evening on the, sh- on the set, and there were two gentlemen there. They were talking to each other. I showed up on, you know, the interview, and they said to each other, that's it. They said, come back Monday, come back to work. And uh, I went back Monday. I didn't know what they were going to do with me. They said, that's it. You know what? That's all I knew. And they put the wig on me and a pair of sunglasses and a derby hat, and there, there I went. So they said, that's it. That's you it. didn't know that they that, meant that's I, it. That, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and, I mean, it must have been long hours, you know, shooting in, in that kind of, uh, kind of get-up. Well, I mean, uh, you only stay in the costume for half an hour, 20 minutes, you know, it depends on the scene. What, what was the rest of the cast like? Because it, it seems like to, to, they really had to have a lot of fun with those roles. Uh, it, they, they play it very straight, but they had to really enjoy playing those characters to do such a good job. You know, it was, a, it was a, such a good group of actors that we worked together. Uh, they were all professional, like John Aston, Carolyn Jones, and uh, uh, Ted Cassidy. Um, Jackie Coogan, they were all great and they're really nice people to work with. It was never uh, like scream at each other. Mm-hmm. It was if we went to work, we really enjoyed going to work. Now it's a little different. You know, you, you go to work, the director doesn't know what he wants for that day, and he screams at everybody. Yeah, yeah. So. that's that's pretty much how the business is now. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can uh, attest to that. Is uh, what was was there a lot of scenes where they would put like you and Ted together to kind of get the the back and forth between Lurch and Cousin It? Did they ever try and actually, play off that? No, actually, it wasn't that much uh, togetherness with uh, Ted. No. And what what was what was Jackie like? Because I've heard stories about. Oh, Jackie was crazy. <laughs> Jackie was a cra- you know the stairway coming from upstairs. Mm-hmm. You know the motorcycle. He did his own stunts. He just drove. <laughs> he never had a stuntman doing that for him. Always did in his own riding down the stairs. What, what, what did you think when the movies came out? What, did you were you uh, a fan of those films? You know, I didn't even see the movie. Really? I, I didn't even I didn't even watch it. I don't go to the movie that much anyway. So. I would have thought you know you at least want to make sure they're true to the original characters, and they they seem to do a pretty decent job. Well, it wasn't bad. I mean, you know, they tried to remake things, and uh, not because I wasn't the original one, but you know, the remakes it really doesn't work that great. You know. Well, our, our our friend here, I don't know if he's around, but Wayne, who's coming on the show later on, last year at his Rock for Christmas event, he brought in Butch Patrick as his special guest MC. So we had Eddie Munster on, you know, as part of the the Spooky South Coast family. So now that we have Cousin It here, any Munster versus Adams family smack talk? Does anybody? <laughs> you know what? Believe it or not, I doubled Butch on one of the episodes. Really? Yes, on the, the Munster. Oh. I, I doubled when he was flying the kite over the roof, mm-hmm. and he fell. And his father caught him. It was me, so, so I doubled him. So you, there's a good trivia question for yeah, people: yeah, the actor to be on both the Adams family and the monsters. Yeah. So uh, and and Gabby, you're kind of new to the business, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you got involved through a reality show. Yeah. Uh, what What was that like to to go through that process? I mean, was there a big auditioning process to be selected to be on the program? There was actually. They had um, initially. They were just doing. Uh, like live auditions, they had a casting call in LA and a casting call in New York, and I couldn't, um, I wasn't in LA or New York, so I submitted a, a home videotape, 
And I was the only girl who booked the show off of a home videotape, but we did have to go through an extensive like process. They flew me to L.A., and there was like psychological and physical testing, three days in a hotel where we were um, sequestered. We well, met with like a psychologist. Like it was really. I was gonna say, what was with the what was with all the psycho- psychological questions? Um, I think it was personalities because they wanted you know there to be a common thread of very strong personalities. Although we were all different from each other, like we were all very strong in our own ways, you know. Mm-hmm. So for for the for the drama. <laughs> is, is there concern too that uh, for? the kind of things they were going to put you through and then what eventually might happen going on into a career in these type of films. They wanted to make sure that you weren't going to be somebody that would eventually be like, I can't take this anymore. Were they concerned in that regard? That um, Yeah, I think so. I think that, you know, to go through something like that, you definitely have to have a good sense of, like, self because it's very psychological being on a competitive show like that mm-hmm. with cameras in your face 24 hours a day. I mean, we shot six days a week, so it was... And it was one of those things where they had the cameras no matter where you went. And yes. You know, you know, you couldn't... Did you find that it was hard to be yourself, or uh, did you just say, hey, you know, I can't not be myself because soon, if I try to be phony, the camera's going to pick it up? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like everyone, you see, or you saw everyone for what they really... Mm-hmm. Or what they are. Reality shows, see, that's that's the thing with the paranormal crowd these days. Is right. So many of these groups want to get out and get their own reality show and go through this grind of producing a weekly television show. Just in your involvement, I mean, would would it be something you would suggest that people try to turn their lives over to? I mean, it worked out um, well for you, but it, think yeah, of how many people it doesn't. I mean, I think it depends on what, what exactly they want to do. Um, as far as, like... W- could you be like a little more specific insofar as like what do you mean like uh like uh, basically when you turn that camera onto your right. life and and it's one thing if you're participating in a, a contest right you know and you're basically saying i know what i'm getting into with this but it's another thing to just have those cameras in your life 24 7 yeah i mean i don't i, I wouldn't like recommend it <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i could do something like that again well but um, what, what was the filmmaking experience like i mean is that does that make it seem like it's all worth it to go through that process? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just a whole other world because it's it's really professional people, you know, working professionals, people who have done it. Some of the people who are there have been involved for 40, 50 years, and everybody just want, is very supportive because, you know, you're on a team for the same film. So, um, yeah, it was... Do, uh, filming saw was a really wonderful experience. Definitely different than being on screen <laughs> Was is there anything different that goes into filming in three D? Um, to my knowledge, the cameras are different, and it takes a little bit longer for the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really all I know about. But for you, I mean, there was never anything like make sure that when you do this, you you know do it toward the camera so that it comes out of the screen at the people. Because 3D um, seems to have gone away from that kind of trick stuff where they're throwing things out into the audience. Yeah. You know, uh, technically, it was pretty laid out for everyone. It wasn't too specific. But, I mean, there were little things that I had to do um, that my character had to do, you know, because she dies. But but really, it wasn't um, specifically for 
um, the camera. It was just more of what needed to be done in the scene. Mm-hmm. So it was well, pretty who, easy. Who were some of your influences, uh, you know, getting into this business? Who who were some of the idols that you look up to? Oh, my gosh. I have a lot. I really am a big Marlon Brando fan, and um, I like Judy Garland. I, I'm a big fan of Jamie Kings, who I'm now friends with, who was a judge on the show. Um, I do like horror movies. I think, you know, just loving the genre and stuff, being involved in that was really cool. And um, Do you find, though, that you kind of get – uh, kind of stereotyped, at least now earlier in your career, as being a horror person? Because I know you're yeah. going to be in the new Fright Night film. Is that right? You know, um, I'm not allowed to talk about that. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not I'm not a part of it at this time. But um, I don't think I'm going to have a problem being typecast. People have suggested that to me, but I really don't think it's going to be a problem at all. Um, I certainly would love to do more horror. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I just auditioned for Glee, actually. <laughs> so, um, I, and I'm singing. I just finished a movie called Chillerama with Tim Sullivan and Adam Rifkin um, and Adam Green and Joe Lynch, and that's going to premiere at Fright Fest in Texas in May. Uh, it's like little vignettes. It's pretty exciting. Um, but I would like to do drama and comedy and would shave my head for the right role. <laughs> Seriously, I would. Um, if they're looking for a new Ripley, then there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do. I am a big horror fan for sure. Uh, Felix, what about you? I mean, do you watch a lot of horror films? Or I you? shaved my head once. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did, yeah, I did a movie with Judge Siegel, the remake of the, uh, the Maltese Falcon. Oh yeah, yeah, in comedy, it was funny. And uh, it didn't do anything for me, but it well, was you funny. you actually you were with the circus when you first came yeah, to America, right? Right. I started out um, with the Ringling Brothers Circus in. Uh, in New York, 1956. So what would you say you've had to do more weirder things for, the circus or for the, or for the uh, entertainment industry? Well, I mean, the movie industry pays more money. I mean, also it pays my, my uh, pension. Mm-hmm. The circus doesn't pay. We're only going to make, well, we're making $105 a week. So by those days, 105 bucks a week was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, a pack of cigarettes was 17 cents. You know, a gallon of gas was 25 cents. Now it's five bucks, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I used to know the uh, the elephant trainer for Ringling Brothers uh, a few years ago. And, uh, Hugo Schmidt? Um, the German guy? Hugo? Oh, no, this this guy was uh, more recently, uh, his name was uh, Steph. Was oh, okay. his name, And uh, he was from England. But he used to tell me stories about how, you know, nowadays, uh, because they are personalities, because they're known, it's not like the old days when you would come out and you would be whoever you would be within the show, and then you could take off. Nowadays, it's like... You are representative of the circus 24 hours a day. You know, right now they're paying one guy, uh, one of the clowns. He doesn't even he doesn't even wear makeup. They pay him a million dollars a year. Ooh. I mean, wow. you know, a million dollars needs to work in the circus. So not even have to put and on the makeup. He doesn't even put a makeup yeah. on. We will get 105 bucks a week, and we and have to put makeup on two times, two three times a day. And then you had to go and put on all that hair to be cousin it. That's and right. Gabby yeah. has to get covered in blood, and <laughs> yeah, you know, right. he makes a million dollars. But it was a lot better. They paid better money, more money. Well, yeah. what what would you say is your favorite role uh, of all the the different characters that you play and everything that everybody knows you for? I would say uh, cousin it and in, in um, and Tweaky and Buck Rogers. 
And Tweaky's one of those characters, too, where he's really kind of, especially on the Internet, he's kind of taken on a new life, and people make videos of him all the time. He seems to be a very popular character. Well, you guys will see a lot of stuff. I don't see anything. I don't know. You mean I'm that famous already? Oh, on YouTube. Type yourself into YouTube. Gee, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh. And uh, it, it, the Internet can make, can make people's careers. It can bring people back. Look what it did for Betty White. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, now, when you guys are at the South Coast Toy and Comic Show tomorrow, you'll be signing autographs, taking pictures with people? Of course, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I know that there's some saw props on display as well? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not quite sure what is going to be there tomorrow. You're gonna, you, you get the little guy on the bike, don't you, just to freak her out? I can't tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, can you give an idea of at least some of the things that are going to be there? Or? They haven't told us exactly what is going to be here. Okay. All, all I was told was... Can be display case this size by this size, so it fits certain things. But that was it. I think they were trying to keep it top secret as a surprise. That's cool though, because then you know you get your reaction right away too. Exactly. What What are you probably most excited for with this? Because this is definitely the biggest one that you put on. This is the second one that you've you've done third. So I'm guessing this is probably the biggest one you put on in terms of the amount of people coming in and everything. What What are you most looking forward to tomorrow? I'm looking forward to see how the reaction is to the people that are coming in to the area. I think they. A lot of the reaction we've gotten so far has been really good. We've gotten a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails about the show. Um, looking to see how everyone accepts accepts a bigger show in the area. And a lot of a lot of uh, people in this area have never gone to a toy or a comic convention. Mm-hmm. So to bring it instead of having them go all the way to Boston or Rhode Island or you know New York or whatever, it's right in their hometown. You know what I mean? And I got to tell you, I've, I've been going on the website, seeing some of the people that you have coming on, following things on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, and SouthCoastToyAndComic.com is the website if you want to go to that right now. Uh, but I didn't realize that there's such a, a strong community of artists and writers in this area. Oh, yeah. There's quite a bit. There's a lot more of uh, artists and celebrities in this area than you would think. Yeah. There's a lot of people. So there, see, everybody that dumps on the South Coast. <laughs> exactly. It's surprising when I started doing the research, Mark and I, to find who was you know around to bring to the show. We came across a lot of people that were amazed that they're you know half an hour from us, ten minutes. Some of them even live yeah. you know five minutes down the road. Exactly. I'm, I'm assuming though that you guys also use the Toy and Comic Show the same way we kind of use Spooky South Coast, where sometimes you just want to geek out a little bit and get. You know, get in touch with your influences and your idols. And, oh, yeah. And, I don't know definitely. what you're talking about. <laughs> Why do you think they're here? <laughs> so, uh, and, and that kind of enthusiasm comes through. We hear it with our audience. You know, our audience is always excited when we're excited about a guest. And I think this is going to help out with uh, with tomorrow's crowd. And they're going to see that you guys are amped up for this. And that's going to help make sure that this is uh, perpetuating, just gets bigger and bigger each time. Exactly. Definitely. That's the plan. And it's only $6, right? Yeah, you yeah, can't beat that. You can't beat that, right. And dollar off coupons are all mm-hmm. over the place and like you said full costume you get in for free and what well, I, I guess you know that's going to entail some really crazy things how are you going to tell when somebody's wearing a costume or they just dress up like that all the time <laughs> hmm. i don't know I'm not sure about that one <laughs> i guess we're gonna have to test it case by case because you know that we have superheroes here in the city of new bedford we have real oh, life yeah. superheroes oh yeah oh so, great if civitron's yeah. out there and he's listening you oh, know maybe man. he wants to come back and uh yeah he'd be more than welcome to come down and he gets in for free. He, he yeah. can see Mark when he gets there. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. 
All right, so it is tomorrow uh, from 10 to 4 at the Seaport Inn and Marina in Fairhaven at 110 Middle Street. You can go to southcoasttoyandcomic.com for more info. But, again, it's only $6 to get in, and you can't go wrong. You get a full day of entertainment. And I know there's there's uh, a lot of local uh, vendors there, and, and yep. there's going to be a lot of different items for people to check out. Like you said, artists will be there selling their work, doing commission work, and you can meet Felix and Gabby. So why not get down there? I'll be down there, too, doing some stuff as well. So. And uh, if anybody is, anybody wants to, uh, you know, go up to these guys and say, hey, I heard you on Spooky South Coast, much appreciated because we want everybody to know that Spooky South Coast is more than just the paranormal crowd. We also cross into the comic crowd, the artist crowd, and they're always welcome on the show. So when you guys have people coming on for different events, let us know. Even though we talk ghosts and UFOs and all that stuff. Do you, I heard you have ghost cool hunters here today. Is that true? We do. Right behind you, we have awesome. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that is so cool. Well, let me ask you this: how long? How long are you going to be here for? I am leaving tomorrow night. Which oh, I'm you're going to have to come back, and we'll take you on a ghost hunt. Matt, yeah, tell, I tell actually, I I have had experiences with ghosts. Really? Since what? I was a kid, yeah. What, what kind so, of what kind of stories? My own key to the Lizzie Borden. <laughs> oh, I'm not familiar with that. I, oh, Lizzie, Lizzie Borden, Borden took an ass. No, I'm not. You know, I know a guy, Dave Dave Tango. Oh yeah. Okay. I know, very well, very good Dave, friend of mine. Dave, Dave's yeah. a great guy. Good friend yeah. of mine too. Yeah. yeah. Nice guy. And and uh, he's a, he's a heck of a magician too. He is. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's uh, and he's he's a good friend of the show, and uh, most of those guys are. Yeah. Next time you're around, next time yeah, you come up, absolutely. we'll take you ghost hunting. I would love that. That is so cool. <laughs> you go first, and I follow you. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, crazy. All right. Well, we're gonna get in touch with you sometime, so you can okay. share those ghost awesome. stories with us sometime. All right, well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will talk with Wayne Morrison of Rock for Christmas. But again, southcoasttoyandcomic.com. Uh, for more info about the South Coast Toy and Comic Show, tomorrow, 10 to 4, at the Seaport Inn and Marina in Fairhaven, 110 Middle Street. Hope to see you there. We'll be right back with more here on Spooky South Coast. more of Spooky South Coast. We are tonight's entertainment. Designed and directed by his red right hand. All right, welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Wayne, if you're listening, hurry up and get back here, man. We set aside all this time for you on the show, and he, and he has to go work, so he'll be right back. So we're going to uh, talk a little bit more with Gabby and Felix and Mark and Steve about the South Coast Toy and Comic Show coming up tomorrow night. And Gabby, now I'm going to put you on the spot. You were saying that you had some, some paranormal ac- activity happening when you were younger? Yeah. Um, I think the first time I was probably about 11 years old, and... The place I've lived in like four haunted homes with my parents. They actually have the house that they live in now in Santa Fe, New Mexico, has two ghosts. Wow! And <laughs> um, but it's it's really strange because uh, it seems like I have the I feel like I have the type of energy that they like come to, mm-hmm. but um, I've really experienced it alone. 
Um, and the first time, like I was saying, I was about 11 and I had a bookcase in my bedroom that f- was knocked over. Um, and the second time, I was probably 12 or 13, and it was a very intense experience. We were living in Bighorn, Wyoming, and the they would go crazy with the water, the radio. They would turn things upside down, which I read is demonic. And I don't know if that is true or not, but um, I was so curious. I went to the library and read about who had lived there because the ranch was has been there since like the late 1800s and there was a woman uh that had committed suicide in my bathroom oh wow (laughs) so that was my second experience and then most recently in the home that my parents live in now in santa fe there's like a a vortex of energy i don't know if you oh we have we have one here (laughs) yeah you're in the middle of one now actually really oh yeah the bridgewater triangle Oh, my God. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's intense. I haven't physically seen a ghost, but. But you've, d- you've known their presences yes. around you. Now, normally when somebody says that they've been through so much of this happened to them, they've had, you know, they lived in many haunted houses. We do start to wonder if the spirits are following them around and if they have spirits around them all the time. And we're just guessing most of the time. But we have a spirit medium here tonight. <laughs> awesome, so, Tiffany Rice. You, do you? Is there anything happening around her that you can tell? Sorry to put you on the spot here, but um, actually, no. I, I don't. I don't feel like there's anything following you or anything like that. But if you're intuitive, yeah. Um, if you have a higher sense, which we all can have, um, it just might be that you're more open to it, so you, you see it more. You yeah. Know? So you might feel like they might be following you, but it's just what the average person might just overlook. Yeah. You just see it and, and take it in. You're like, oh, I get that. I yeah, see that. Yeah, definitely. You know? Well, Felix, what do you think about all this stuff? You ever had any paranormal experiences? No, I don't. You know, well, this isn't something new to me, but uh, I, I like to hear more. I'm coming enjoying it. Oh, you I, should I like listen, listen to our show online. Yeah. But you don't go on the computer. If you go on the computer, you can find all this stuff. Well, now I now you <laughs> tell me. I, I don't know. I didn't know before. Now I know. All right, so uh, there's there's so much uh, so much out there now that people are more willing to talk about it, and you know, I'm sure. You know, if even five, ten years ago, somebody like yourself, an actress, you might keep that kind of thing to yourself. But now it's a totally different story. Now it's people can freely talk about it. Now you can end up being on celebrity ghost stories now because you share these stories with us. You know <laughs> that, right? You know, talking about ghosts, I, uh, there's a friend of mine in Chicago. I'm not really in Chicago, some some suburb. Mm-hmm. And uh, they took me to a place one time where Al Capone used to hang around. And they showed me this, the windows, you know, in the place. They were like, Way above the head level of people because they used to, you know, shoot. Then underneath, you know, in the basement, there were tunnels going to, uh, from one building to another across, you know, across the street. And, uh, there were ghosts in there. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. too. And they probably, they probably had spirits in there. So that led to spirits being there then. That's probably where they were running all the bootleg and stuff. It's a, it's yeah. A fr- yeah, it's a friend of mine that he is, uh, one of those, uh, ghost hunter mm-hmm. in Chicago. And there's going to be one tomorrow at the South Coast Toy and Comic Show. Uh, Keith and Sandra Johnson, the husband and wife team from New England Anomalies Research, will be there. And they've been on Ghost Hunters and uh, Paranormal State, and they can probably share some stories with you too because Keith pretty much 
spends his time having to chase down the demonic. They know him by name. He, you know, he walks in and the the demons pretty much say, "Hi, Keith." <laughs> We've actually had to have him come in here and bless our studio because of some of the stuff that we had going on here. Really? So, yeah. It's this you're you're in one of the most haunted areas in the world. Yeah, I know that. The south coast of Massachusetts. Which you can read about in Ghosts of the South Coast, which will be for sale at the <laughs> South Coast Comic <laughs> Show. What a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Works out well that way. But uh it, and also, you know, as you travel and you spend all these time in hotels and going to all these different events and venues this stuff's going to smack you right in the face sooner right. or later. Uh, the, you're going to just run into the, the haunted hotel story or the haunted... I think the Seaport Inn has some stories associated with it as well, so it, it's pretty much everywhere. So, you know, do like Lady Gaga does. Make a little ghost hunter kit, throw it in with your, your carry-on bag. Does and, she do that, really? Oh, yeah. Really? She, she has... She doesn't make enough money singing. Or she she, has, to, you know, <laughs> she yeah. has a... I guess from what I understand, she has two people on her staff that that's kind of their job. Oh. They're the ghost hunters of her staff, and they lead her on investigations when she goes to different hotels and different arenas, and she unpacks all the equipment just like ghost hunters do, and and she walks around doing all the same stuff. So we haven't been able to get her on the show, but we're trying. Isn't she from um, – I know she's from the East Coast. I'm not Is sure she, exactly. she's from New Jersey? I'm not sure. Yeah, I was going to say New York, New Jersey. I'm, I'm sure that wherever she's from, she probably had a pretty good you know, background in this stuff growing yeah. up. Yeah. You know, she's, she's she seems kinda, to be very open too. So, yeah, she's one of those, uh, yeah, very very open minded person, and I think she also tends to gravitate toward the really weird too. So, if it's something I'm that's a, a little fan. bit off, I'm off-beat. a fan of hers, but yeah, she's definitely eccentric. So, it, it's amazing how the paranormal just touches into everything. You know, here we have actors and actresses here, and we're talking about the paranormal. It just can't be uh, avoided. If you did have the opportunity, though, to to encounter uh, a spirit. And being in the in the entertainment business, you know, there's always the possibility that you could run into a famous ghost because Hollywood's <laughs> loaded with them. But what what haunted what famous ghost would you want to encounter, Felix? Uh, I think Casper, the friendly ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one I like. He's he's Casper. made a good living yeah, off yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, he's my size too. So. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, is there any spirit you'd want to communicate with? Um. Gosh, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. Is it Montgomery Cliff? Is uh, that, he's he's. There's he a lot. Live, of, his he house lives is, at yeah. the Roosevelt. Really? I always just get it mixed up. Cliff Montgomery, Montgomery Cliff. Yeah, yeah Montgomery. Cliff. But yeah, so um, they've said that I haven't experienced it, but they've said that you can hear him like playing his trumpet there. That would be cool. It's <laughs> to me the. And and our friend Jeff Belanger talks about something called you know the most famous syndrome where when you go to a place it's always the most famous person that ever stayed there whose ghost is associated with the place, uh, and I find that a lot of these more famous ghosts you know maybe the people have the encounters with them more because they can recognize them you know where you wouldn't recognize another ghost when you can actually pinpoint who it is or even more specifically if you're in their house then you can make that connection with them. So hope, hopefully someday, maybe even at the Seaport Inn, you'll be able to see one straight up, and then you'll know for sure. I haven't seen one either, so don't feel too bad. Uh, you look like you don't want to do that. I don't I'm know. Not going, I'm not going to go to sleep tonight. You're in a horror movie. <laughs> no way. I know, but you, I'm You can still, handle the jigsaw killer, but I'm you can't. Still... <laughs> no, we need her up good in the morning. Can't keep her up all night. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, too. Well, Again, like I said, the paranormal touches into everything, and it touches you whether you want it to or not. It's kind of like Matt Moniz that way. 
So uh, what, what, what are some of the other things that are planned for tomorrow, Steve and Mark, uh, in addition to just everybody being there and doing things? Do you have some different events that are happening within the event, uh, lectures or anything like that? Or um, That's something that we'll be working on. In the yeah, future. we're working on that right at this point to get some quick Q&A sessions and everything to that aspect. That will probably be set up for the next show. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the show, I don't have anything like that set up at, right now. So now it's just a real loose come meet and greet type Pretty of thing? Pretty much come meet and greet, meet the celebrities, meet the artists, you yeah. know, check out the vendors, the toys yeah. and comics that they have. We're going to have a couple of uh, silent auctions out there. We have a uh, signed Todd McFarlane and Kurt Schilling poster from their new uh, video game company. We had that signed, so they're gonna, we're going to auction mm-hmm. that off. A few raffle giveaways. I got a question. Can people bring their uh, comics and toys to be appraised by people? Um, I've never had anybody ask that. I don't see why it would be yeah. a problem. But no. I, don't I don't think that would be a problem at all. I don't think that would be a problem. Or if uh, also if any uh, anybody wants to bring something that they want signed by a particular artist, like say, for example, a certain comic, mm-hmm. you know, by uh, you know one of our artists that are going to be there, they can have that signed too. So the Same thing if they want to bring a, a toy or a comic that, any of our celebrities were involved in. Right. They could bring that down and they'd be glad to sign that. Yeah, there's a whole line of Adams Family comics. Maybe somebody will show up with one of those. You must have seen every possible Adams Family merchandise over the years. You know what? Believe it or not, I don't think so. Really? No, I really am. I didn't didn't see much of anything, you know. Uh, You know, when I went to work, I did my job. Mm -hmm. I went home. I didn't collect anything. Now I'm sorry that I didn't. I was going to say, you must be you sorry. <laughs> because Gil Gerard, you know, on, on mm-hmm. Buck Rogers, when the show was canceled, the uh, they told me, say, anything you want, costumes, guns, anything you want, it's yours. And he says, what am I going to do with this S, whatever? Now he's sorry. <laughs> now he's sorry he didn't take it. It's kind of like Kramer with the Michael Douglas show set in his living room. You know, you got to hang on to that. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, who who is your favorite co-star out of everybody that you work? You worked with so many great names. I mean, you you probably worked with Harrison Ford a couple of times, right? Yeah. Also, I worked with Moses. You know who Moses is? <laughs> <laughs> Charlton Nelson Heston. Heston yes. Yeah, and the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you were in that one too? Yeah, in the oh. first one. Yeah. So, uh, and Harrison Ford actually, he had a house here in Westport, not too far from here, for a number of years. I don't think he does anymore. Well, I think it's in I think he lives in Wyoming right now. Yeah. I, actually, Harrison was my favorite. My favorite. He was a really nice guy. He see, he always yeah. seems very genuine. What you see in interviews and and uh, I mean, you're lucky if you can have a long career like you have and you get to work with great people. Uh, and and nowadays, I'm sure the business is different. You know, everybody's kind of more self-serving. And <laughs> I see you shaking your head again. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I wasn't involved in any uh, original. Star Trek, the uh, man- uh, uh, menagerie. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I was in yeah. that one. Yeah, on the original show with uh, Jeffrey Hunter. Yeah, before the, William was ever you know, Captain Captain yeah, Pike. Cap- yeah. yeah, right. So, so I was that one. I was the Planet of the Apes, and it was a uh, Star Wars and Adam's Family. I mean, <laughs> four or five shows wow. that have been the longest running for for you know a long long time. That's amazing that you and you just happen to get into all this stuff, and now look, it makes you one of the world's biggest celebrities. No pun intended. Not really the biggest celebrity. Sure. To me, I don't. No, 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 no. They, to, me, to me, it was only a job. I just went to work. A lot of people. You know what? I walked down the street. I, I don't like the people that recognize me. Do you know? So because I don't want to be bothered. You know, I go down at the you know in Vegas in the night, uh, nightclub or or a casino. Mm-hmm. I walk around and a guy comes to me and says, "Hey, are you an actor?" And I said, "No, not tonight." 
<laughs> you know, I mean, you know, they. Uh, I don't like to be recognized. I don't like to be bothered. Well, but you've had iconic I mean, it characters. It was a yeah. job. You know, it was just a job. But it still must be kind of weird to see somebody walking around with a T-shirt with one of your characters. But I'm happy to be here to make for tomorrow. Yeah. To talk to people, to my friends. So. And uh, we are, there's going to be plenty of fans there uh, at the South Coast Touring Comic Show. Again, it's tomorrow from 10 to 4 at the Seaport Inn and Marina in Fairhaven. That's at 110 Middle Street. Tickets are only $6, $5 if you can find a dollar off coupon, which they're all over the place. I think we had some here, too. And uh, also, you get in free if you're coming in full costume. But it's got to be full costume. Right. And it's got to be something that really wows people. It can't be uh, dressing up as Matt Moniz or Matt Costa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just a... Half of Felix's cousin it costume, pair of glasses. Well, at least he got the good start, you know. He uh, does. Uh, you you, yeah. you should have seen him before we cleaned him up. <laughs> we used to we used to take him out into the field to do you know different paranormal investigation. Yeah. They almost shot him one time. They thought he was Bigfoot. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, our thanks to Felix Silla for joining us and Gabby West. You can go out and see Saw 3D. It's still out in theaters yep. and and. Uh, Best of luck with your career. Thank you. Felix, continued success for you. Thank you so much. And uh, when we do need to make a, a movie mm -hmm. about Matt Moniz, we'll need you for okay. that. Okay. All right. Okay, I'll be there. I'll <laughs> be. And Steve and Mark, thank you for bringing uh, a toy and comic show here to the South Coast and bringing it so close to everybody. Best of luck with this show and with many in the future. And definitely keep in touch with us because we would love to have many of your uh, events here on Spooky South Coast. So. Excellent. Thank this you. This is very thank nice. You. All right, well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I guess we'll look around and find Wayne. <laughs> what, what, you know, he writes that column for the uh, Connecticut Cruise News called Where's Wayney? I know what they're talking about now. So uh, we'll be back after the news to talk about Rock for Christmas. We do have Tiffany Rice in the studio. Tracy's here with her. Happy birthday, Tracy. You got to meet Cousin It for your birthday. See, don't say Spooky South Coast doesn't deliver. And, uh, <laughs> and we'll talk about Rock for Christmas with them and Wayne and hopefully some of the rock stars that will be playing at that show coming up on December 10th. So... We'll be back after the news here on Spooky South Coast. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? The past then. When? Just now. Wear it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. Spooky South Coast is back. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. I knew it. I'm surrounded by... All right, welcome back. Hour number two of Spooky South Coast. Did you just make that, Costa? Um, no, that was made it a few uh, weeks ago. Did you? Because you had plenty of time from yeah. when the first hour wrapped up <laughs> to now to make a bumper. So, welcome back to the show. What a great time we had in that first hour talking with the guests from the South Coast Toy and Comic Show. And I got to say, I, I loved Gabby. She was great to talk to, great interview. But Felix is now like in my top three all-time Spooky South Coast guests. That guy is awesome. He's a hot ticket, boy. Yeah, and and that's you didn't hear the stuff he was talking about off the air, <laughs> folks. Uh, he's and some of the stories that he has. So make sure you get out there to the South Coast Touring Comic Show tomorrow. Uh, and the other thing that we want to tell you about is the Rock for Christmas show coming up December 10th at the CD Rec Center in Fall River. It's going to be uh, doors open at seven o'clock, and it's going to go till midnight. Corey Glover of Living Color is going to be one of the headliners, along with Pat Travers of the Pat Travers Band, uh, Michael Vicera of Loudness. And Matt, you want to say, um, young, we, mom, 
And uh, I can say I can pronounce all the different names that we have to pronounce here on the show except for that one. <laughs> and uh, as well as, of course, Terry Luce from XYZ, who's been a great friend of Rock for Christmas over the last few years, and he's always come on our show to promote it. It's going to be an all-star lineup uh, in order to help benefit some new charities uh, in the Fall River area. And Tiffany Rice will be there doing readings and hanging out with rock stars and being a rock star herself for the night. Yep. And she's going to drag Tracy along with her, too, I'm sure. I'm her sidekick. There you go. And I can tell you there's a whole bunch of other paranormal people that are telling me they're all coming for the night, so it's, it's going to be a great time. We're, um, we're trying to get a hold of Wayne to see if he can come on. I know he had to work, so uh, he was trying to fit us in around his work schedule, getting everything ready for Rock for Christmas. So uh, the phone lines are open if he wants to give us a call. And if you want to give us a call, 508 996 1420 If you just want to call in and share some of your thoughts and you know, maybe share some of your memories of, uh, of some of Felix's work, or maybe you saw Saw 3D, and you want to talk about that. I haven't seen that. I saw the first Saw movie, and I'll be honest with you, like, to me, it was like, uh, I'm not really sure if I'm a fan of this. And now it's spawned so many sequels that I'm just going to have to go back and give it another try, that maybe there was something there that I just wasn't getting. But I like my horror a little more, a little more uh, subtle. I don't like it as a... I'm, I'm not a big fan of the bloody stuff. and So you like you know. the old-style horror movies? I do. I like uh, I like horror movies where they don't have money for special effects. Exactly. Or fake blood. You know, the real uh, the real psychological stuff, like The Others was a great movie. Uh, Joaquin that's... Phoenix. Was, hmm? he in, was he in The Others? No, sorry, no. honey. Oh, sorry. Well, you're, just, you're just excited <laughs> about Joaquin Phoenix? She always is. Let's not go there. Sorry. <laughs> How about, like, The Changeling? That's a fantastical and, movie and and you know signs was a, a lot of that type of thing i mean Excellent. i thought they actually ruined that by showing what they did show of the alien um yeah. but it, it, those that's the kind of film that i'm talking about if you see a movie like the innocence um you know the original uh you know the even some of the stuff from the 70s like uh, the old halloween yeah yeah though, i mean suspense sure you had i mean i guess we can kind of blame halloween to some degree for what followed, because you didn't end up with the slasher flicks, but that was a very psychological horror with Michael Myers in the first film, and uh, well, and also we can blame Texas Chainsaw Massacre because yeah. you know, they, if they can do it, we can do it. Let's get forty-five gallons of fake blood. But um, to, to me, you know, when when people are working in the business and and really want to give you uh, something different and something new, that's what I appreciate. You know, uh, we, we kind of dumped on the film Paranormal Activity a little bit here. We kind of got roped into the hype with that film before we had a chance to see it. And then once we did, we kind of scratched our heads and said, really? That's what people are talking about as being the scariest movie of all time? That's supposed to pass The Exorcist as the scariest movie ever? And I think part of that, though, was we're desensitized to a lot of that stuff because we experience a lot of that type of phenomena where if you're in a situation where you're not looking for it and where you're not accustomed to it, maybe it's a different situation. So, and I didn't see Paranormal Activity 2 yet because I just... I think that was the big thrill with it is the majority of people that saw it probably didn't have that paranormal background, didn't have the, you know, the experience to actually go into places like Lizzie Borden and, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. do that kind of stuff. So, of course, it's going to be thrilling and exciting, you know. And when I think back to it, you know, when I watched older horror movies, it was that kind of buildup that I liked about them that really got under my skin. So, I mean, maybe because now to me I'm like, oh, the door moved. So I can go somewhere else and see the door move firsthand. I don't have to go see it in theater. But 
it, it, it's, it's that slow build to something. And I, I, there was a point where it, I thought that it was going to peak and really go into a good direction, paranormal activity I'm talking about, but then it just went the other way. And I saw both endings to the first one because I stole it off the internet. <laughs> so, which, uh, we, you know, we're f- we put our stuff up free on the internet. Spooky South Coast is always free to download, so why can't everything else be? A <laughs> uh, friend, Paranormal Pirate Mark, uh, in the chat room says that the most frightening movie he saw was Howard the Duck. And that wasn't really a slow build. You know, that was kind of just right in your face, scary oh. duck guy. We should have asked. Feel- he might have been involved in that one, too. Could have been. He was telling us that he was in Batman Returns, uh, that he was one of the penguins in Batman Returns. Yep. Uh, he was mentioning uh, some of the other films that he was in, so he, he might have been involved with that Didn't one, he too. work in The Dark Crystal as well? He might have. I don't know. <laughs> Unfortunately, when you look on IMDb, though, and it's somebody like Felix who plays a lot of inside the costume characters, they don't always make it to the credits list. So, But we'll talk about it with him tomorrow at the South Coast Touring Comic Show. Uh, and when you're watching these horror films, and by the way, I also want to mention Howard the Duck did give me one of my favorite terms of all time, cleave land, <laughs> which I use frequently. Like I say, uh, you know, we'll talk about that <laughs> off the air. But uh, with these psychological builds, these slow, slow to build horror films, I think you become more invested in it and you become more attuned to the characters. There's just few examples where you can have the overt, grotesque horror and still have the psychological. I think Poltergeist is a great example of that because you have (laughs) Tiffany (laughs) Shutters, but you have that slow build of things and then all hell breaks loose, but you do have that ramping up and you become emotionally invested in it. I'm going to have nightmares all night talking about horror movies, by the way. A ghost hunter, by the way. It's going to have nightmares. Yeah, I think you're in the wrong business. <laughs> I know, I know. But, uh, and, and, and Ball, <laughs> Chris Balzano and I have had hour-long conversations about Poltergeist, and I, I know we could do it if we had to. Um, I want to say hi to everybody in the chat room, too, by the way. We, we've had a t- ton of people in there chatting all night, and we were just a little too busy here in the studio to respond to a lot of stuff they were typing. And we got accused of schmoozing. And abandoning our, our fans in the chat room on Spooky TV. Oh, you know us. We're not schmoozers. No. We couldn't pull that off. We're like, we're geeks. You're so too real. We look like we're geeking out. And we were. There's nothing wrong with geeking out. I was geeking out in the corner when Felix was sitting there. Are you kidding me? So you really you really are a huge Adams Family fan? Oh, uh, totally. I still watch, like, you know, I just, ugh. Well, <laughs> what was it that you identified with besides Cousin It? Because you guys were same height. Yeah, pretty much we're the same height, yeah. When you put all that hair on him, he grows a few inches. I know. I know he'd probably be taller than me if he's dressed up as it. Well, it's a show that, I mean, when I was younger, I mean, I I don't want to look back and say, well, I was an outcast. But anybody who was, you know, anybody who felt alienated at any point in their life, which we all go through, you know, you kind of identify with those characters who are different than everybody else but just are comfortable in who they are. And to me, that was always my favorite aspect of both that show and The Monsters, that they didn't understand why people... They, they, not only did they not understand why people thought they were weird, they didn't even realize that people thought they were weird. You know, like, they just, they just were who they were. And it teaches tolerance in an interesting way. I knew I was weird. Yeah, well, every, anybody that talked to you for five minutes knew that. <laughs> oh, don't cry. I wasn't. It was really your birthday. It was really your birthday. I feel bad about making you cry. I know, and he's ranking on me, right? Uh, we have cupcakes, too. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that. Cupcakes. No, that she doesn't share those with the Hollywood celebrities, so though. Like, well, there's only six. So many, someone gets two. Think <laughs> <this was> <laughs> She's the one who got one. 
So, uh, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really know where to, <laughs> well, where to go. I'd like to just say one things. thing. As a person who is an amateur special effects artist, because uh, I have worked on a horror film, very uh, B, called Eamon's Road, um, and the best part, I think, with the slasher films, when you're a special FX artist, the more blood you want to throw in there, the more fun it is. I mean, I had to catch a bouncing head coming down the stairs <laughs> covered in blood, and it was like, it bounced like a Super Bowl. It was fantastic. But being a special effects artist, the more blood and gore is more fun for us. But do you feel like uh, it's almost like an easy way out, though? It's almost like a cheap throw to, to pull it off that way. True, I agree, but I didn't write the screenplay, so I wasn't worried about it. I was just in the... All you want to do is just make it as gory as you can. Exactly. I actually wanted to take home some of the skeletons from my car and pray that a cop pulled me over. <laughs> <laughs> All covered in blood and flesh. I was just waiting for a cop to pull me over. Well, like, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can appreciate what somebody like Gabby must have gone through filming Saw 3D because, you know, I can tell you that what limited... In, what limited television work Matt Moniz and I have done, you know, and the constant, you know, takes of things. I mean, we filmed that, what was it, Monster Quest or whatever we yeah. filmed at Lizzie Boards. We had to go in and out of the house like 15 times, and we were there for like seven hours to be on screen for 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah. And so we went through a lot of that stuff. So I can only imagine what it's like to be her, to have to go through that and be in the type of scenes that she's in and have to keep going through that repetitively. And then, you know, toss in the fact that you've got to be covered in blood and all this other stuff. So, and it's it's oh, yeah. definitely a, a challenge. They, you know, people say, pe- people say, oh, well, that's not acting. You know, they're just in a horror movie. That's not acting. Well, I think horror is probably the hardest thing to portray. Definitely. Definitely. Because <laughs> there's nothing to be afraid of while you're making the movie. What are you afraid right. of? You have to generate all those emotions. And for her to scream like that, you know, working with. A scream queen. Yeah, as I walk into the door. How's your ears, by the way? I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> was that was that really cheesy of me to ask her to do that, though? Uh, well, it, it no, was, she did a really good job, so I'm glad did, that you yeah, did she, it. It, yeah. re- it really is going to be my cell phone text message. That's time, awesome. So, yeah. She was probably, you know, she worked. I was impressed. The, and I, I, was, I was impressed by how nice they both were and how oh, approachable exactly. they are. And people are going to get to see that for themselves tomorrow. And just like all the rock stars that rock for Christmas are very approachable, I can tell you, you're not going to meet a nicer person in the world than Terry Loose uh, of XYZ. He is just a superhuman being. I've never met Corey before. I've never met Pat Travers or Michael Vestera. But uh, to to get a chance to really talk to Terry and to say, you know, here's a guy who was in the spotlight. you know, the spotlight fades a little bit, as you know, with a lot of these bands, but he's still out there making music. He's still out there entertaining people. I can tell you, we did a, a fundraiser with him in New Bedford last spring where he was the headliner at Rock Me Amadeus, and that place was just packed with people there to see him. We're looking you know? forward to it. They remember Inside Out. They remember Face Down in the Gutter. That's Matt Costa's favorite XYZ song. Mm-hmm. And uh, not just a way of life. But... Uh, <laughs> And he just very approachable guy. He'll he'll sign autographs. He'll take pictures. I mean, everybody that gets together for Rock for Christmas does that. Uh, Wayne does an amazing job every year of bringing together not just people who want to get out there and, and play in front of the the fans, but also who are committed to the idea of helping out these needy families. And I think that with this year's lineup, you're going to have a chance to experience more a more wide range of music. Uh, than has been at some of the other shows. Uh, Matt, you were at one of the rehearsals the other night with Wayne's band, yep. and they were working on some really different stuff, right? Yeah, they were uh, working on some uh, 
kind of late '90s or mid '90s uh, songs. So, and so it, you know, and Wayne knows when he looks out in the crowd when he's up there playing and backing up a lot of these musicians. He knows that he's got a diverse crowd out there. It's not just people who remember these bands from their first time around, but there's a lot of young people there. There's a lot of older people there. It definitely seems to draw uh, across across the gamut of rock fans. And to me, like just to hang out with people who like the same stuff and you know can be of the same mindset. I mean, when you go to a concert these days, everything's so what I like to call, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for this or at least stunt my radio career. Everything's clear channeled. You know, it's Clear Channel owns everything. They put everything on, and they control everything. And that's why everything's the same. Everything's homogenous. It's not like the old days when you went to a concert and you got to meet people and hang out with people. And I mean, crap! It was only not even ten years ago that we went to Guns N' Roses, and even that was like we already felt like, wow, this is not what it must have been like to be at a Guns N' Roses show, you know, fifteen, twenty years before, because it was so sanitized. It was so. You walk down the barrier and go to this section, you know. And, and with Rock for Christmas, it's not like that. Everybody gets together. Everybody kind of relives old memories. Everybody, if you want to wear your leather pants, I was gonna say everybody can. digs out their old clothes that they haven't worn anymore. I was talking to one of our fellow paranormal investigators about what she plans on wearing, and she's definitely getting in touch with her and a rock star that night. Uh, and I, I, I promise, I'm not going to wear leather pants. But I, I had some somewhere, but I think my wife sold them on me. They were pleather anyway, so it's not like I was. Oh, you can just wear your spandex. That's fine. I don't. I don't have any of that anymore oh. either. Yeah, no. Now I just put Check on some jeggings. <laughs> I was gonna say now I can just put on regular jeans and they feel like jeggings. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I went to a concert last night and the lead singer was talking about how he had jeggings on. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what concert did you go to see? Um, Neon Trees and OK Go. Ah. Well, seem like bands that are pretty. Uh, you know, comfortable in saying that they're wearing jeggings, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Lupo is a great place to see a show, too. Wh- who did I see there? Oh, I saw the Insane Clown Posse there. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Hey, I, did, I had to escort my, my, escort my brother. He was underage at the time, so. And then a girl ended up passing out, like, right in front of me, and I had to, like, carry her out the back, and they wouldn't let me back in. It was ridiculous. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Juggalos. You don't want to mess with Juggalos, man. <laughs> Do you think we have Juggalo listeners? Probably. Um, yeah, probably. Probably. We'll we'll take that out before I get angry emails or or I end up in a rap battle with Violent J. I, I have to <laughs> I have to show you a uh, Juggalo video later. Okay. It's it's a Christmas video. Oh, good. They. It's about uh, Juggalos having a heart for Christmas. Really, I don't know if you if you if you know that the last Joker's card revealed that it was actually <laughs> oh. I think it was all God. And it's, all right, anyway, we'll we'll spare that discussion for tonight. But. Um, yeah, so, I mean, getting back to Rock for Christmas, it's only $20. I mean, you can't go wrong to see all these acts for $20 to get a chance to meet these people for $20, and all the money goes to a great cause uh, supporting these different charities in Fall River. And you can go to CD Rec Center's website. Uh, you can go to fallriveryouthzone.com to buy tickets. And, of course, rock4xmas.com is the way to, to get in touch with Wayne and, and to let him know. Like I know they had the big float today in the parade. Um and he's just got stuff going on all week long to promote it. But there's going to be raffles there too. And I know you're you're involved in the raffle, right? Yeah. Um. I'm not sure. Well, it's going to be. I'm giving away an hour long reading, with me. 
That's a pretty so, good prize. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> and uh, and for I know that a lot of our listeners who heard you last time you were on the show doing readings, you know, a lot of them would be interested in winning that because they were like, oh, she's she's great. Well, I'd love to meet them. So and they should come down to Rock for Christmas. Uh, now Definitely. You, will you you'll be doing readings at Rock for Christmas too? Um, I don't think I'm going to be doing read readings. Um, I can't imagine that's going to be a very conducive vibe to that. It's going to be loud. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. I, I probably won't be doing readings. I'm just going there um, because I, I want to go there. I want to be part of that um, to be able to donate to a good charity. And um, obviously, if anybody had any questions yeah, you're on gonna, how to get in touch with me. Yeah, you're going to meet some really good people. And uh, and one of the things that I find in Matt Moniz, you've been involved with rock bands for a long time yeah. and <laughs> with a lot of these, a lot of different acts in the area. And one thing that I've, never realized until we started talking to Wayne and having Wayne on the show to promote Rock for Christmas is just what a great community there is in this area of rock and roll people and you ask them for anything and they'll come running. Yeah, they, uh, New England and uh, the Northeast is well known for the charity that is uh, put out by bands. They're, they're phenomenal. And it's almost like uh, it's almost like when you pick up the phone to call them to ask if they can come help out. They're already picking up the phone. You get that weird thing where you didn't quite dial yet, but yep. you're both talking to each other. But uh, it, it's it's a great community, and it's a great sense of camaraderie. There's, it's not like we say with the paranormal. You know, in other areas, there's competition between groups. And I'm sure in other areas, there's a lot of competitions between bands. Around here, they're fired up to get the chance to be on the same bill as each other. Like, hey, I love those guys. Yeah, we'll play with them. And I know that my dad, who... I couldn't get to go to the first couple of Rock for Christmases because he works. Uh, I'm I'm this close to getting to take the night off because he's a huge Pat Travers fan. So he'll get the chance to see Pat Travers perform, and I'm sure that there'll be some uh, some light, some uh, tricks involved with the house lighting to boom, boom, out go the lights. <laughs> Matt, will you be snorting well, whiskey? Well, uh, drinking cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> in the back. Matt, Matt's got the best Rock for Christmas stories. We can't share them on the air. <laughs> But he, he's got yeah, because good... I've worked in the back parts, getting the things setting up and breaking down afterwards. Yeah, and uh, and and Wayne, you know, if he does get a chance to join us, uh, we if he doesn't get a chance to join us here over the last few minutes of the show, we want to say what a great job he does, dedicating so much of himself to this years? charity. Yeah, this is the fourteenth event, and you know, normally they go out and they they try to go to hit a couple of different cities, and this year when he hooked up with these charities in Fall River, you know, they really need. The exposure, they really need the help, they really need the funds. So everything's going to be going to, to those charities. Um, and he even got to have a press conference with the mayor of Fall River. I don't know if you saw that, but no. the, uh, they had a press conference at the CD Rec Center on Monday morning. So it's, uh, you know, the, the straight shooters in the news business are starting to realize, hey, these rock and roll guys, you know, they can actually pull together some pretty good charity events. And even if, um, I, I noticed on the website, actually, even if you can't make it to the show, there are ways to donate if you go to rockforxmas.com. Yeah, I mean, monetary donations, they, they really need help with anything. I know people have donated frequent flyer miles in the past and, um, you know, things for the raffles. And I know he had a – maybe you know about this matter, Tiffany. I know he was talking about he had some guitars that were going to be uh-huh. auctioned off. What, what do you know about those guitars? You know anything about them? Yep. You do? No, I do. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know there's going to be guitars. That's good enough. <laughs> I know um, Lisa over at Collective Souls is going to donate a gift certificate. So yeah. that's I know that's one of the raffle items. And uh, Matt, did you you know anything about the guitars he's raffling off? Um, I know he has a guitar that's uh, 
I know one's signed by Eddie Money, I believe. I think, I think it's signed by Eddie Money and the mayor of uh, Fall River. So. That sounds pretty good. That's, and do you know anything about the raffle tickets, like how how they're doing the raffle? How they're No? Okay. It'll be free and it's loose a big and easy. Yeah. fun surprise. Because so, I'm definitely getting involved in that. I think everybody throws their ticket stub in uh, Wayne's Beret and then they just <laughs> <laughs> pull one out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Were you really, were you really kidding about Eddie Money? Eddie oh, Money? No, the guitar signed by Eddie Money. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I believe so. Yeah, they were, they were in the news story. It mentioned it too. It may not make it in the building if she's around. <laughs> I'll help carry everything in. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's how I first uh, mentioned Rock for Christmas to you because I found out you're a huge Eddie Money fan. Huge. And uh, we, we've 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 hung out with the guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Through Wayne and Rock for Christmas. <sighs> I want to know who this big special guest is that Wayne's promoting here. I was hoping to put him on the spot tonight a little bit. Matt, you hear anything about this? Anybody hear anything um, about this? No. He's keeping this really top secret. So there's a, there's a really surprise guest? There's a special guest that they've been promoting. Is he from New England? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. And I'm their PR guy, and I don't know anything about it. No, Wayne. It really could be anybody it in the really rock could. and roll industry. Yeah. Wayne loves to tell the story about how uh, he contacted me about doing a story uh, years ago when I first started writing for the paper, and he's talking to me on the phone and telling me, you know, uh, and this guy, and I work with this guy, and I know this guy, and this guy's coming in, and he said that I just had this look on my face like I didn't believe anything he was telling me. And uh, it, and it it does. I mean, it sound, he's pretty much dropping on you a Rolodex of rock star names. But he delivers. He knows these people. He's worked with them, and they know that Rock for Christmas is such a great event that they all come running when he asks for help. So if, uh, if you want to help out and you want to donate something, you can go to rock4xmas.com, and uh, we'll have it linked up on spookysouthcoast.com as well. And, of course, there's the Rock for Christmas uh, event on Facebook. We made the little event page there. I made one and Terry made one, so it's, there's two of them. So you can sign up for either one. And uh, follow Wayne on, on Facebook, too, and you'll be able to get all the updates as well. And I know we'll be, Tiffany and I will be reposting them uh, all week long, too, is is there any chance that uh, you guys are going to form a band now and we're looking <laughs> into it? The band? Um, we are looking into it. I play a mean triangle. <laughs> I used to play mean organ when I was a kid. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and you guys were there for the the first ever. That's right, EVPs. Practice of the EVPs. So well, we yeah. were at your show, too. Yeah, so yeah. yeah but you we're, were... We're actually waiting for the T-shirts, glow-in-the-dark. Still. You talked to Carl about that, man. We had enough trouble getting spooky South Coast shirts, man. And, and the practice was great because, you know, you were just rocking those pots and pans. <laughs> <back>. Hey, why not? <laughs> and still, that's still the only drum kit he has. We have to work on that, Matt. But I actually didn't do that bad playing in the gig. You did great. You did fantastic. You all did fantastic. I don't know how many times I've tuned up drums and set them up for bands, but, you know, it was one of these things I never really sat down and played, played. But I actually had a lot of fun with it. Oh, anybody that that works around a drum kit can't help but make sure when the the drummer isn't around, when he goes outside for a smoke. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, and there's, there's plans for more EVPs performances, too. And uh, you can actually check them out on YouTube. We put it up there. And uh, we're, we're, we're kind of proud of it. You should be. I Thank mean, you. for all of 90 minutes worth of practice. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. That was only one practice. Was that 90 minutes that, that yeah. we were watching you? That was it? That was yeah. it. That was the only practice we had. And yet, Sarah did still rock it when she was not practice. 
She really rocked it with the tambourine. She's they, they natural rhythm. She is natural rhythm. Natural rhythm. And uh, well, it helps that we have real musicians in the band. Carl's great. Oh, he's fantastic. And Jeff is very good. And and so you know we, Matt and Matt and I, we kind of just make sure we don't stumble over. Yeah, we just filled in where we could. (laughs) (sighs) So that's yeah. We're we're rock stars. We're we're getting used to the idea. It's still. (laughs) You're gonna have groupies now. We have uh, in the chat room. Blue Emerald says she's a singer. And she wants to know if we need a harmony person. Yes, we absolutely do. So she's mentioning she's from out of town, but that she might come up here at some point. When you come up, we'll we'll have an EVP's performance, and you can get involved. We we definitely need to have more singers. <laughs> Jeff, being the democratic person that he is, is like holding out the microphone, and saying, "Does anybody else want to sing? I don't want to have to be the only one to sing." And really, you can just well, sing. Carl has no problem singing. Carl does it for a living. So, <laughs> but you know he. It's it's the first band I've ever heard of where everybody's so deferential and democratic about things. Maybe it's because we're not actually musicians. <laughs> so and Mark says more cowbell. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be you guys' Always. job. On it. I I should get the, uh, the don't they have a T-shirt with Will Ferrell dressed up as that guy? I think so. Yeah. I saw like Hot Topic and yeah. things like that. If I ever went into a Hot Topic, maybe I'd buy one. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. So, so far I've already angered Juggalos. <laughs> I've angered the Juggalos. I've angered get who, who actually shot gonna, in Hot Topic, right? Yeah, we're going to get sprayed with Fago when we leave. Going <laughs> <laughs> uh, to get put into a hammerlock like the Great Malenko. <laughs> Mean Tooth will be your bodyguard. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know. Juggalos, uh, they talk a big game. I don't want to get. I don't want to oh, you are so in trouble. Why do we keep doing yeah, this? We're just egging it on now. Yeah, why do we keep rolling <laughs> in there? Uh, they could stop going on those. They could pay angry eyebrows on their face. <laughs> uh, if we can get them off the ICP website and listen to the podcast, maybe. We we, we should really we should get the insane clown posse on the show. Yeah, there's a lot of paranormal themes in their work. Yeah. I know a couple sure. of diehard fans. Do you? Mm-hmm. I think everybody does. <laughs> I think everybody has uh, at one point gone through a drive through and had their fries handed to them. By a... All right, I'm going to stop. <laughs> wow, on a roll. Oh, well, you'll notice the phone lines l- aren't lighting up with people calling up to defend them, I think maybe because all their prepaid cell phones are out of minutes. Whoa. <laughs> all right, you guys carry the show. I'm going to go take a break myself. <laughs> He's actually not kidding. He actually walked out. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's walking out tonight. I, don't, I know. I don't know what it is. Like <laughs> More cupcakes for us. I know. Hey, <laughs> I like the way you think. I'm always thinking about <laughs> no. food. Food. Yeah. As are Matt and I usually. Yeah, usually. Yeah. I yeah. so. Usually. Pull out the cupcakes. Are we going to eat a cupcake live on the air? <laughs> sure. Stuff it in your mouth. I think it already has you... been done before, but, you know. Has it? Around here? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has. Yeah. Uh, see the pictures of all of the other, uh, you know, commentators here? In, uh, I'm sure they've eaten a cupcake or two in their time in here. Well, not the guy there. <laughs> We're making fun of some of the other on-air celebrities, but, you know. <laughs> Now, we're want, we're not ones see, to talk, though. I don't know, Matt. I want to see you, like, that picture there in the middle, laying on the beach. Oh, there's even a candle of him. Oh. There's a little candle. Oh, there is a candle. Precious? <laughs> oh, wow. Put it up to the camera, Matt. 
Uh, it's really going to help the people here in Radio Land. But, of yeah. course. But <laughs> it's just one of those things. I'd still like to see you do that, Matt. I'm sure you would. <laughs> I'd like to see anybody do that, actually. <laughs> and um, hopefully Tim will be back at some point. Um, getting back to Rock for Christmas, who would you like to see at Rock for Christmas oh. most? This year or from previous? Well, any of them. Previous year or this year. Say, go with this year for... Uh, Can I invent one? If you well, want to, I would. I would like to see Corey Glover. Okay. I've I've never seen him in concert at all. So. Ah. Okay. Now, how about you, Tracy? <laughs> I would love to see Joe Perry walk up on stage. Hmm. Of course, well, you're gonna need smelling salts if you do that. So. Okay. Why to revive him? To revive me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, what was the question? Who Who would you like to see at Rock for Christmas the most? Uh, right about now, I'd like to see Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> he did put him to put himself down as maybe, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, I mean, I just want to see acts that are going to draw people in and help sell tickets and raise money for the charity. Is that the the easy answer? Was a political answer. A political answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many. I mean, like I said, Wayne's like a, a rolodex of rock star connections and. Uh, when you, I mean, we got to keep in mind too. Not only are these rock stars giving up their time for the show, but they're doing it during the holiday season. Definitely. You know, when they they're probably busy uh, with their own families and their own commitments, as well as you know any other obligations they have, and they're taking time out to come support these charities. Uh, to me, as long as people keep showing up and keep supporting Rock for Christmas, you're going to see these acts keep supporting Rock for Christmas as well. Matt, who's while we're talking about rock and roll stars, why don't you tell us a story about probably the best experience you had working with a, a, a name that somebody might remember? I say remember like he's that old. <laughs> well, once upon a time, yeah. it was, if I remember right, it was Les Paul Glenn, and Sam <laughs> Cooke, and we were... Uh, Glenn Basie and I were... <laughs> well, but who, who's one of the best uh, acts that you worked with in your time? Um... In doing stuff with Rock for Christmas, or... Oh, just in general. In, in just, general? Um, I, was, I would say helping out the guys with uh, Blue Oyster Cult when I was down in Florida doing some stuff with them. I mean, from my, everything you've told us, they seem like really great guys. Uh, yeah, they are. They they definitely are. It's one of those bands where, you know, they still have respect for each other, and they let each other borrow the name to go use for uh, whatever venue they want. So, well, I'm not doing anything this week if you guys want to use that name and grab a spare bass player or guitar player and whatever, do that there. Or, you know, they're, they're still all about the music. And um, they've still remained friends for the most part. Now, I who's mean, who's been the biggest jerk that you've worked with? Ooh. You don't have to really say that. Mm. You can write it out on a piece of paper. You can <laughs> just tell us out of here afterwards. Okay, yeah, I'll tell you guys off the air. All right, sounds good to me. But uh, definitely get out and support Rock for Christmas. As I said, all, all the money is going to go to uh, purchase holiday gifts and offer scholarships, benefiting the uh, CD Rec Center, which is the actually it's the old uh, armory building on Bank Street, 72 Bank Street in Fall River. Uh, it'll also help benefit United Neighbors of Fall River, the, their foster children program, as well as contributing to Camp Kyle for children with diabetes. So uh, some really worthy causes that need your help and need your support. 
Again, uh, Living Colors' Corey Glover will be one of the headliners, along with Canadian guitarist Pat Travers, who you know from the Pat Travers Band, which is pretty good that they hired him for that. And uh, they also, uh, Michael Vissera of the band Loudness and Terry Luce of XYZ. And, of course, Tiffany Rice will be there. Tracy's going to be there. The Spooky South Coast, Coast crew will be in attendance, maybe. We'll all be in leather pants. Well, um, Tim and his spandex. I don't know about that. <laughs> but remember that? I, I did put it together a pretty good rock star get-up for Rock Me Amadeus, yeah. though. The assless chaps? Nothing <laughs> <laughs> oh, beats a good pair of assless chaps. <laughs> I, had, I had the... The ripped-up jeans and the flannel shirt tied around my Were waist. Were they acid and, uh, They might have been. I don't know. I bought them at the Salvation Army. So I find if you want to look like a real rock star, go to the Salvation <laughs> Army on half-price clothes day. It's the best way to do it. But, uh, yeah, we looked pretty good. We looked like a real band almost. Yeah. And we had uh, we had this guy. This guy was in our band. <laughs> Love it. I, I got to find out where can you get this. Uh, you could probably go to the Yankee Candle website and... Order the essence of Phil. It, it says it at Walmart.com. <laughs> oh. That's what it's called. That's what it says. That's what really? Phil yeah. I thought you were mentioning it. I was like, that was so. And it, it smells smell very like good. Does it smell like the shaman? <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. I missed that one. It, it smells very good. Phil, I'm a vi- big fan of your candle. <laughs> so if it's missing. Who wouldn't want to burn that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I guess I guess we should probably wrap things up uh, here for tonight. Uh, Tiffany, you have any readings coming up that you want to promote? Um, I'm doing some some private readings out of Collective Souls and a Kushnet. So if there's anybody looking for their own private reading, there's ways to get in touch with me. Just go to my Facebook page, Spirit Medium Tiffany, and you can communicate with me through that, and we can set something up. I'd all love right. To hear from anybody. And Tracy, why don't you give out all the contact information if anybody wants to get in touch with spies about an investigation. I know you guys are busy, but you can always book more. There's still time in the day where you just sleep. That's a huge waste right there. Well, now, yeah. You know, but we won't go there, so. <laughs> um, actually, we have – move to the microphone. I'm sorry. Actually, we have an email address, which is um, spies with periods in between each one, just to let you know. Um, 2008 at gmail.com. Thank you. All right. So if you if you want to get in touch with them, you know how to do that. If you want to get in touch with us, Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. Uh, that's the place to find all the interesting stuff. And we've got some big plans. We're even involving Tiffany in some of these big plans. For I can't Spooky wait. TV. It's going to be great. It's going to be uh, all Spooky South Coast all the time. It's our way of infiltrating your life. It's a big surprise. That's big. Huge. It will be. It'll be a surprise. Uh, it'll be a surprise to... Uh, our content director, Chris Balzano, too, because he's got no idea what I'm pulling off here. So, Ooh. And uh, we want to thank everybody out in the chat room for joining us tonight. And uh, we'll throw out a big shout-out to them. I just used the word shout-out. You know how much I hate using the word shout-out. But we just did that. The, the Juggalos will call me out on that. And I want to say a big shout-out to all the Juggalos, too. We were just having fun with you. We love I you. I hope they go to the Rock for Xmas. Of course they will. That would be fantastic. They're a great, great charitable group, those Juggalos. And... Uh, <laughs> They can spend some of the uh, money they were going to spend on ordering Fago from Detroit, having it shipped, and instead use it to, to benefit a great cause. And uh, can does, they, does the Fago website take their mom's credit cards? Um, right. I don't know. I'm All right. Sure. <laughs> we'll be back next week uh, for another exciting episode of Spooky South Coast. We're going to be talking about the Amityville case, if everything works Very out, with, uh, with filmmaker Ryan Katzenbach. We're going to be talking about his new film, 
uh, coming up. We're also trying to get Alex Holzer on as well, talk about her father's involvement in the case. And uh, so it, it should be a good discussion, uh, mainly because you know it's it's a different approach to the case than most people have uh, most people have been discussing here with us on the show the last few months. And it's a little bit of a different take than Jackie Barrett had. So it'll, it'll be a good discussion, I think. And it's one of those things where. Even if you're not into the paranormal, even if you know you're a true crime buff, or if you're somebody who's just into, you know, American crime history, there's there's a lot to talk about with that case. So we will do that. And our thanks also, of course, to you guys for coming in, spies in the house. And thanks for asking us. Yeah, you know the door's always. always open. The door's it's always locked, but if you knock, we'll open it for you. We'll sneak in. Yeah. I'm I'm good at stalking. She's, yeah, she's fantastic at stalking. Investigating. So, so if you have <laughs> tapping on your windows tonight, that's Tiffany. All right. And if, <laughs> if it isn't Tiffany, she can probably tell you who it is. Exactly. Absolutely. So, and uh, thanks to Felix and Gabby and Steve and Mark and uh, everybody get out to the South Coast Orient Comic Show tomorrow, 10 to 4, at the Seaport Inn and Marina here in Fairhaven. And, of course, Rock for Christmas at the CD Rec Center on Friday, December 10th from 7 to midnight. We're all going to be there rocking out, so we hope to see you as well. Doors open at 6. Doors open at 6? Yep. So you got plenty of time to hang out and meet with we'll people be there. beforehand. So. And uh, I'll be playing Santa Claus at a school thing before that, so I might be a little late, but maybe I can come in the costume. So uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, from Matt Costa, from Matt Moniz, for Chris Balzano, I'm Tim Weisberg. We want you all to stay spooktacular.